0: I don't believe in failure. I think you either win or you learn. Mm-hmm. So to me, a failure implies an end set date, like something is over. Yep. Like nothing to me is over. Like it's just a, the tomorrow's the next day. And if you learn today, it's a continuation of before. So to me, there is no failures. It's, um, to me, it's everything I've done. I've learned from it. And for me, that's not a fit. Fa- like I don't even, um, I love the question because I almost don't even understand it. To me, it's like there is no failures if you learn, and I try to learn from every single thing I do. What confidence is, has nothing to do with winning or the leaderboard. What confidence is, is knowing that you giving your best efforts is enough. How
1: are you doing, Ben? I'm doing great, Patrick. Good. Um... Slightly different today. Uh, some people may already have this by the time we release this. Some people have, may have no idea what this is. But uh, Tim Ferriss, um, author, very prominent podcaster, all-around smart dude, just came out with a new book um, called Tribe of Mentors. Um, it's based on uh, a lot of stuff that he does in his podcast, which, um, which if folks haven't listened to that, is definitely worth doing. Um, and what the book is is... Um, a series of 11 questions that he sort of uh, refined throughout the course of like interviewing 300 of the mm-hmm. top performers in in any number of fields. Um, and the book is he sent out those 11 questions to, I think he said, like 150 uh, people, some of which have been on his podcast, uh, many of which haven't, uh, including... Um, just for fun, Catherine, uh, Matt Fraser, and Annie Thor's daughter are all in the books, which which is cool to Super see. Super high achievers. Yeah. They deserve so, to be there. So I thought it'd be fun to just like real rapid fire, because that's kind of what he calls these questions yeah. is rapid fire, just ask you the 11 questions um, and just kind of see where that goes. Cool. So Let's I thought do it. we'd do that. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go in order. Um, and for those interested um, in the book, he actually explains why the order is important um, in terms of how uh, the order in which they're asked. But- not, not super important for, for our purposes here. Um, so number one, first question is what is the book or books you've given most as a gift and why, or what, uh, or what are one to three books that have greatly influenced your life?
0: Okay. So I'll go with um, the books that have influ- greatly, greatly influenced my life. Um, I never used to read when I was a kid. Uh, for whatever reason, when I started, uh, when I started my own business, it became something that I just fell in love with. Yeah. And the books that really shaped my business and the way I coached were, cause it, they all have at the same time. I read these almost back to back to back were Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie, um, Good to Great, Jim Collins, and How Champions Think by Bob Bertella
1: Love it. Second question. What purchase of $100 or less has uh, most positively impacted your life in the last six months or in recent memory um, and specifics are great?
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I knew you were going to ask this question, and this is the one that stumped me. Actually, <laughs> I don't buy things. Yeah, like literally, I don't buy things. Um, so I had to, like I literally this morning went through my bank account statements to see what I bought. That's awesome. <laughs> I I just um, and really, i mean, uh, the thing I could find that I purchased was Global Entry.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so that's it's like easier travel. Mean, right? Easier
0: travel. Um, I came back from Europe, so coming through the U.S. Customs instead of waiting in a line for forty-five minutes an hour wait in line for maybe like 15
1: minutes. Yeah. Impacted me. Works. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Number three, how has a failure or a parent failure set you up for later success? Do you have a favorite failure?
0: Okay, I love this question because I don't believe in failure. I think you either win or you learn. Mm -hmm. So to me, a failure implies an end set date like something is over. Like nothing to me is over. Like it's just a, the tomorrow is the next day and if you learn today it's a continuation of before so to me there is no failures it's um to me it's everything i've done i've learned from it and for me that's not a fit fa- like i don't even um i love the question cuz i almost don't even understand it to me it's like there is no failures if you learn and i try to learn from every single thing i do so i don't have one um at the end of my life when i look back at the whole thing maybe there will be something but right now i'm continuing to learn from everything i do so I don't understand failure. Gotcha.
1: Number four, if you could have one uh, gigantic billboard uh, anywhere with anything on it, metaphorically speaking, um, getting a message out to millions or billions, what would it say and why? It could be a few words or a paragraph.
0: Relax. Is this going to matter in five years? Mm -hmm. I think people get lose perspective on these tiny little minutiae things that cause really big emotional responses, things that are not paramount to the overall success or happiness or fulfillment of their lives they get so carried away particularly if it's a billboard it's on a highway and people like road rage and everything yeah. else or late to a meeting or their kids in the backseat fighting like relax like everything's going to be okay this is not going to you're not even remember this in five years unless you go off the rails and something yeah. catastrophic happens so relax is this going to matter in five
1: years love that Uh, Number five, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Could be an investment of money, time, energy, et cetera.
0: Um, So for energy, I'll say reading. Um, That changed who I was as a person philosophically, like what I stood for, who I was. Um, So reading, but then in terms of time and money um, and effort as well, I would say getting my CrossFit level one uh, trainer certificate way back in 2006. Mm essentially changed my life yeah really cool
1: uh number six what is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love (sighs) and actually i'm really curious about this one because i don't know what absurd thing you love you know what's an absurd (laughs) thing
0: that i love that I, i i hate to admit to um caffeine
1: Okay, you're gonna have to walk me through that. (laughs) I just love
0: caffeine. I'm I'm a person. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. So that's what I mean. It's like I shouldn't love it because I don't even drink coffee (laughs) and I don't have caffeine a lot. But when I do, it's like it's a drug and I like, I'm into it. Like, I I want more. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like it's an absurd thing that like I don't even drink coffee. So how should I even like it? But like, it's a thing. That like, I I don't know what, I mean, literally like when I'm on it, I mm. want more of it. And yeah. I know if you get too much of it, it has opposite effects. Yeah. So I try to like play with that threshold.
1: So that every time you get it, like it- Yeah. And I,
0: I, I mean, realistically, I mean, what I, I maybe have half of a cup of coffee's worth of caffeine every day. Yeah. Um, Do the Kill Cliffs have caffeine? No, they're no. minimal. They have Min- like 15 okay. grams or something like that or, okay. uh, or 15, whatever they measure it in um but like a cup of coffee has 220 yeah, milligrams yeah. Yep. milligrams um you know a red bull has whatever it is 250 and um so i maybe have a hundred it's i do it in like a little pre-workout shake in mm-hmm. my bcaa's oh interesting and it's just like i love it
1: <laughs> it's so yeah. funny i would not have yeah guessed i that know that right uh, okay number seven in the last five years what new belief behavior or habit has most improved your life
0: Okay, and this is uh, something we've talked a fair amount about off of this kind of show. Um, We've talked a little bit about on the show, but um, the weighing and measuring and accountability um, of doing things that are meaningful to my life. Mm -hmm. And that's a really broad statement for I've created a system for myself that every morning I check in to make sure that every day I'm living the life and doing the important things that I should be doing. So I figured out my core values. What are the roles and responsibilities in my life? Who do I want to be? What does that look like in a daily actionable steps? And I hold myself accountable to that. That practice um, is really powerful. And I talked about this yesterday is as an experiment, I did not do it for the month of November. And I fell, I didn't want to say I fell apart because I didn't, but my life was not nearly as dialed as it was like. There's things like I know that my relationship with my parents is really important. So mm. on my daily tracker, it's call my parents twice a week. Call my mom twice a week. Call my dad twice a week. When I'm not checking those little boxes and keep myself accountable, that slid way off. Yeah. It's just crazy how you get that dopamine response. I get that dopamine response yeah. of like checking off the box. I feel good. I'm going to do this. I don't want to look at an empty box. Mm. And So yeah. that practice, that habit, that practice, that ritual has really significantly changed my life for the better in the in the recent past cool
1: number eight uh, what advice would you give to a smart driven college student about to enter the real world what adv- uh, advice should they ignore
0: uh, the advice i would give is excellence is hard to ignore it's hard to keep excellence quiet whatever job you have If you're cleaning toilets, if you're filing, if you're doing data administration, if you're shoveling a driveway, whatever you're doing, do it phenomenally well. And if you do it phenomenally well, it doesn't matter what the task is, every task you do go way above and beyond, do it before it's expected, go above and beyond what's expected with everything, and you cannot be ignored. When people think about who's the next person they should pull up the chain, you're going to be at the top of that list. That's one I would definitely give is like, just kill it. Just go after it with everything you have, no matter what the task is. What I would ignore is, what's your five-year plan? Mm -hmm. I just think that five-year plan thing, when you're coming out of college, is no one knows what they want to do in five years, let alone who knows what they're going to be in five years. Don't worry about that. Kill it today and let the opportunities come to you. And if you do it, you're going to have so many opportunities. If you have a five-year plan and you have blinders on, at that age, there's a time in your life that you need that, 100%. When you're coming to college, is not that time.
1: Yeah, totally agree with that. <clears throat> Number nine, what are bad recommendations you hear in your profession or area of expertise?
0: Okay, this isn't a recommendation as much as it is something that I see people doing, which is um, judging potential. Mm. And it's a human nature thing where people, you, someone walks in the door and you either say like, you know, the first day they snatched 225, you're like, oh my gosh, these kids go to regionals. And another person walks in and they have a really tough time with the first workout and you're like, they're not coming back tomorrow. Yeah. And 80% of the time you're wrong on both accounts. Yeah. We constantly are judging potential, seeing like what people could be capable of. And we're wrong all the time. We don't know what our own potential is. Why are we even judging other people's? Let's give them everything we have and let them surprise us with what they can accomplish.
1: Mm, love that. Um, t- t- number 10, in the last five years, what have you become better at saying no to, distractions, invitations, etc.? cetera? Um, what new realizations and or approaches helped any other tips i know this is something that you've been thinking a lot about yeah we talked we've (laughs) talked
0: about this everything from like removing the east coast championships the ecc event from our Our portfolio lives whatever (laughs) it is our platform um to me saying no to recently a a fair amount of speaking you know i've had some opportunities because of things like the podcast i've had some opportunities for speaking engagements said no to some of those um uh, people want me to write another book i'm saying no to that um running competitions saying no to that um some other business opportunities saying no to those and trying to say no to every single meeting that i possibly can to focus on and this is where the recommendation would come in the essential things in my life and i've most recently came to life from a book that you reckoned me which is by greg mccown called essentialism and it's do that which is essential to your life and eliminate all else and watch yourself grow. Yeah. Um, so really highly recommend that book. It's um, It's probably one of the more recent ones that have changed my focus on a lot of things. That will be in my top 10 list. Yeah,
1: totally agree. Um, And maybe just one second, like what are those essential things? What are the things that you're saying no to? What is it so that you can put in place? Yeah,
0: so I'm really trying to focus on the things that are most important in my life, which is obviously my family first and foremost, CrossFit New England, um, the business and the members being second, and um, coaching my uh, elite athletes, Katrin, Matt, uh, Cole, um, Brooke and making sure that I'm giving everything to those guys that I possibly can. Cool. Awesome.
1: Uh, last question. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have lost your focus temporarily, what do you do? Uh, if helpful, what questions do you ask yourself?
0: Okay. So, um, I really find, I rarely am unfocused. Um, yeah. but overwhelmed is something that I think happens to me from time to time. I'll be like, There'll be three-day periods where I'm just running from meeting to meeting, and I get like my busy life, um, and I will get overwhelmed. And the thing that I like to fall back upon is I remind myself, again, the perspective thing, like, this is not that bad, (laughs) right? Like, I'm reading a man's search for meaning right now, Viktor Mm -hmm. Frankl. Holy crap, Like, like, nothing I am ever going to experience in my life is bad compared to that yeah it's a, for those that don't know it's about the psychologist um that experienced um auschwitz and a concentration camp in world war ii and it's his experience and basically how do you draw meaning out of that hellhole
1: yeah. for whatever for the like the three or four most popular books answering that original question in this book is man is that book is Search right. for meaning yeah, yeah it's
0: for- so um so the biggest thing i do when i'm overwhelmed is i put things in perspective and i remind myself Holy crap! I am so lucky, and man, do I love, love, love what I do. Yeah. And once I bring that kind of perspective and clarity and realization that, like, okay, so I I'm gonna have this difficult phone conversation with somebody. That's gonna be tough. Yeah. I have to talk to this member who's having an issue. I have to, you know, go to these six meetings, which I'm not very excited about. Like, it's still the best way I could possibly ever spend my day making yeah, a living. So, sure. put things in perspective a little bit, and really quickly, kind of grounds me.
1: Love that. All right. Those are the 11 questions. Tribe of Mentors. Great book. Thanks to Tim Ferriss for writing it. Uh, And we'll see everybody next time. Thanks.